Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dakota Lasky. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, you know, pretty good. It was Today was like a Monday, man. Like, it was a, yeah. <laughs> a Monday, for sure. So it was, it was a long day, but as we often do, I feel like multiple times, I've kind of, like, we've got together, and I'm just like, man, today was long. And then, like... You talk about some Metroid, and it kind of like, kind of like rejuvenates you a little bit. It boosts you, you know. So I'm looking forward to that today. Yeah, no, I definitely feel you. There's been tons of times where I've just had days, and like, I just want to talk about some Metroid. Like, just turn my brain off to everything else for an yes. hour or two, yes. which is very nice. And uh, I definitely needed that. And yeah, I've I've felt rejuvenated lately. And then, yeah, this is one of those days you need a little bit of juice, a yeah, rejuvenation in your life there so yeah i'm glad to be uh you know chit-chatting with you on some metroid yeah and and man what a week like it's Mm -hmm. been ever since the nintendo direct where prime was shadow dropped i mean it's been popping in the metroid community but even like the last week has been like awesome like we finally finally got some new icons for nintendo switch and like you gotta buy them or whatever (laughs) finally yeah like I, we had like the three other M icons for like the first six years of the Switch's life, and you got to buy them with those gimmicky coins. But like, at least there's something, right? Like, there's something there. And uh, I wasn't expecting this. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll let's talk about this just for a quick second. But Metroid Fusion is coming to Nintendo Switch Online by the time everyone's listening to this in two days. I I kind of thought like it might be like two months or something like that until it arrived, but like, nope. It's coming to Switch, like, right away, which means that you can play Metroid or Metroid 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, plus Prime. Pretty, pretty awesome. It's like the perfect system, really, for being a Metroid fan at this point. You have so many different games you can play. I'm assuming that we're going to get Zero Mission pretty soon as well. Yes, which, have to. Especially with how Fusion's coming pretty soon. I'm expecting Zero Mission by the summer, the next few months, really. I could see it coming out by, like, June or July. Yeah. And just keep just keep that Metroid uh, Metroid hype rolling. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Twenty twenty three is really like all of a sudden just kicked into high gear for Metroid out of out of really nowhere, which is <laughs> always exciting. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. It's been uh, like just the the chatter and like the the buzz on, online. It's been the memes. Yeah, oh, it, talking. It's been wicked. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's it's nice because like there's not always lots to talk about or celebrate mm-hmm. uh, certainly when we started this podcast you know those were those weren't quite dark <laughs> those times, were dire but... those are dire times at one point <laughs> the, the dire we dire is fair they the weren't quite like barrel. dark but it was it was certainly dire so we're know? like a we're like a benjamin button podcast we started when there was nothing to talk about and now 150 some odd episodes later we have a bunch of new games ports like we got like new we got new switch icons 
wow um you know like we've we've got everything we just didn't have anything when we first started the podcast so yeah pretty, I'm glad pretty that soon we'll have uh, metroid other m hd to to celebrate oh uh, that's i mean at this point we're gonna get everything hd i'm feeling i'm waiting for pinball hunters now that uh, would be that would be cool um yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I know that we just did a bunch of episodes on Metroid Fusion uh, not that long ago, but hey, any any chance to revisit that game, I, I'm I'm all about, and I'm excited to replay it on Thursday. It's going to be awesome playing it on the Switch. But mm-hmm. today, we've got more Metroid Prime Remastered content going on, and I'm excited about this because I really, really love doing mapping Metroids, and I feel like... It, it hasn't, it's not the last two, but I've I've had to miss, I don't miss a lot of these podcasts, but I did miss two episodes and two of them were mapping Metroid. So I'm excited to get going today and talk about, I think one of like the great areas in the franchise, which is the Chozo Ruins from Metroid Prime. So uh, mm-hmm. lots and lots and lots of meat on this bone. I, I think that this is like, like there's so many awesome areas in Metroid Prime that, you know, you like you kind of gravitate towards like the big the big ones first right like the the fendranas or the talons or stuff like that so i almost feel like chozo ruins is like a little bit of a sleeper area with like how good it actually is because i i think like fundamentally Hmm. it's mechanically like terms of the story in terms of like the bosses expansions we'll break all that down but it's like a top tier metroid area i think i i have one thing that i think holds it back a little bit but uh yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to to talk about this area because I feel like I feel like for whatever reason maybe it doesn't get a lot of love or gets overshadowed by some of the the bigger areas in in Prime. That's interesting you say that because I actually feel Chozo Ruins is pretty decent. Like it's I think it's well rated actually. I don't okay. think it's underrated. I think it's well respected by its by its peers, so to speak. Right? Like I, when I think of Chozo, I feel like Chozo Ruins is is an area that a lot of people remember. A, a good portion of it it's a very iconic area like the entry into the plaza like that mm-hmm. main like first time you step in is an iconic moment of the game it's i don't know i think chozo, chozo ruins are, are pretty fondly remembered i think it's i i, I would say yeah. like phase in minds is a more underrated area i i i think personally i think chozo yes. ruins is like such a is a very popular area like i think it's up there with like town overworld and fenderana really uh quick side story but i i have uh i have a few buddies from from the zelda side that are trying out metroid prime for the first time and like mm-hmm. at least a couple of them were like oh my god what is up with the phase on mines like this is impossible which made me kind of smile yeah but, it, it's uh, a great it's a it's a great area i actually um was talking with a friend and he was saying something similar and was like yeah face and minds i'm like let me get out of here as soon as i possibly can the first it's, time it's i went fendrana like, loved it phase and not not as much yeah no i i finished my run on hard mode too and like that was that was a gauntlet like going through the uh the opening like stretch there where you're fighting like mm-hmm. a million pirates and stuff like that so that was that was tough. Maybe I guess with with Chozo Ruins, I'm really more so speaking for myself then, because I, I wonder if I okay. underrate it. Because like when I think of like the amazing prime areas, I think of like you know the Crashed Frigate or like Fendrana and the Edge and in Fendrana. I think of like the Impact Crate. Like so, I, mm. I think of like Chozo Ruins, or maybe I should say I thought of Chozo Ruins. This is like this really functional, spectacular, but like functional way to get from like. That was kind of sandwiched in between like two of my favorite areas in Metroid. Mm-hmm. So replaying it in in remastered, just with like the glow up that it got and like the 
the the new lighting effects like god it looks so awesome and just you know really just kind of taking my time and and whatever i i think i was just like maybe I, yeah maybe i'm speaking for myself where i'm like this is an area like on par with with some of those other areas that like i celebrate and i know a lot of other people celebrate like you know those areas as well mm-hmm. so maybe yeah no maybe you just maybe you feel like it you just didn't appreciate it as much until recently maybe I, yeah i don't know because i i mean i would have never said like i don't like chozo ruins like i i like it a lot i just yeah. something about the glow up that that it got just made it look even more just like mm-hmm. wow like this this area is awesome um so yeah so we'll you know, we'll kind of start, I guess we can start right now with uh, just kind of the general layout and structure of Chosa Ruins. It's almost like, it's not quite like, it's not really a hub, that's that's really not fair to say, but you're connected to almost every single other area, I think except for Phase on Mines, I, I could be wrong about that, but you can get to Fendrana, you can get to Talon, you can get to Magmore, um, it, it really is like a quite a versatile little little area that uh, that you can go into and i feel like it has like very distinct like portions of it like the east side the west side and like the the central side almost the same as like fendrana with like the edge and the space pirates and the maybe not as pronounced but i feel like definitely when like i'm trekking through it i can notice like okay like i'm on east chose of ruins and like now i'm about to hit the furnace and now there's a million ghosts or like mm-hmm. in the beginning you're just like oh yeah like here's the giant tree room or here's the you know what i mean or like mm-hmm. now i can go into the pool where i can get to the crashed frigate or whatever so very like mechanically diverse i feel like chose of ruins is yeah chose of ruins definitely has utility i think i actually feel like chose of ruins feels more like a, a branching network in and of itself than some other maps mm-hmm. do like Fendrana, obviously Magmore are a bit more squished and stretched out. Like you go from the like Fendrana, like like the hub area, the main area of Fendrana isn't really so much of a hub because so much goes like deeper into Fendrana towards the space pirate facilities and then towards yeah. the edge. It's like all stretched out that way. And obviously Magmore Caverns just like well a straight line. Whereas like Chosa Ruins, you kind of have that centralized point of like the plaza to like the Orboredom area, which is, like that big tree room. And you have the access to like, okay, you can go towards like the furnace and and that area towards like the Hall of Elders. Or you have the area that goes towards Flagra's, you know, arena and whatnot. Or you have the Ruined Shrine area and it feels like a bit more of a branching like structure. Though it does have that like deeper portion towards like the furnace and reflecting pool that like all the areas kind of have. It does have that more branching feel that like makes it more, I think, similar to Talon Overworld than a Fendrano Drifts. And yeah. I, I like that about Chozo because uh, Chozo Ruins because you have like all these different paths you can take and they lead you to either other por- parts of Chozo Ruins or to other parts of the entire map itself. And it kind of works in tandem alongside Talon Overworld to give you all those different areas. Because either you get there from Chozo Ruins or you just take a quick detour to Talon Overworld and then jump into the other area you need to get to. Yeah, no, I think that's quite well said because like. I think you're right. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like one big hub, but it does feel like there's certain like subsections that each kind of have their own personality or or what have you inside them. So I think like Chosen Ruins is uh again like really like for me personally, like I again just I was replaying and maybe it was the lighting, but I was like, this is like really a top tier Metroid area that uh, I, I don't think it's a lot of love. And I don't know if or maybe a lot of love for me. And I don't know if I ever like really put it together for myself, like how kind of cool it was, like all those subsections of of Chozo mm-hmm. Ruins. So, um, and really, like you know, sometimes when we do these mapping Metroids episodes, so the next thing we're going to talk about is some specific rooms. 
Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we do these episodes, I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, wh- what's a good room in like Chozodia or something like that? Like, what do I actually remember? Mm-hmm. And I kind of have to rack my brain, but like, I feel like yeah. Chozo Ruins, I had like multiple like rooms off the There's top of There's a lot of, my of head. bangers here. Yes. Yeah. I think Metroid Prime is really good at having those way more distinct rooms where I think 2D Metroids, a lot of those rooms kind of blend together. And you yes. have more like sequences of rooms, if that makes sense, like areas of rooms that like come together as like a unified kind of room, so to speak, or area. Whereas Metroid Prime, I feel like each individual room is, aside from some hallways, is very distinct. Yeah. And, and then I think that also helps because of the fact in Metroid Prime, the rooms are named and they're not in say, 2D Metroids. Yes. So that helps you kind of remember and helps them kind of stand out more. But I think that that effect goes a long way. I 100% agree. I hate that 2D Metroid rooms aren't named. Like, I, yeah. I wish that they were. Uh, by the way, if anyone listening to this is reading my Metroid Fusion guide, I named a lot of rooms myself. So if, if you see something... If I was like, developing, I would take all the time like, to name all the rooms. Like, come up with... Like, I when I play City Skylines, I take the time to name all the individual streets well, in like, my town it, and city. It's fun. I don't know. It gives them a personality, <laughs> too. Just yeah, like... Yeah. I, it tells I can, you what I to expect agree. in some ways, too, you know? I, I Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that, like... Like, really, like, I was... I was trying to go down the list of rooms and chose the ruins because, like I said, I had, like, five off the top of my head. And I was like, maybe I should try and go for, like, some deeper cuts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, the the really good rooms in this in this area, like, are celebrated, I think, for, like, such a good reason. And I guess the first room that I'll bring up is, like, duh, the obvious one. But, like, the main plaza, which is, like, no. just such, like, a spectacular like piece of business because like you can go in at multiple stages you can come back and get like four different expansions there bunch of branching pathways for you to take kind of gets you integrated into what you can expect with like all like the war wasps and stuff like that um lots of like just lots of like hidden little fun tunnels and in different ways that you can get in and out here and like Mm -hmm. this room really this specific room does feel like like a really well-placed hub room in Chosa Ruins. And, like, there's just... I, I think the thing that impresses me the most about it is, like, how how many different, like, like ways and combinations of items that you can use to, like, get expansions. Because, like, you come in and, like, you use the boost ball. And then you come back later, it's a super missile. You come back later, it's a grapple beam. And, like, so there's, like, there's always, like... It feels like there's always something to do there. And then, like, even later in the game it's you can fight more powerful enemies so it's not just like you get the same kind of jobber beetles all the time either so fantastic room yeah the main plaza i think is when the game first gives you that or like first taste of like a metroidvania experience because when you land in town overworld like mm-hmm. you kind of it, it's a bit linear you're like there are some doors out of your reach but there's not too much out of your reach like almost like immediately at a glance Whereas when you you step into the plaza, like there's a half pipe right in front of you, you know you can't use. There's a bunch of you know missile expansions and energy tanks right out of reach, you know you're gonna have to get to later. And then there's a little bit of plat. There's a missile shield right next to you on the on the shrine before you get there. So it immediately gives you that sense of oh, I know I'm gonna be passing through here a ton. Yes. And it it's like a it's gonna get high traffic, and I love that. Obviously, it looks awesome. It has that like eroded, weathered look to it of like the brick with sand with like these huge tree trunks like dug so deep into the stone which just looks fantastic it's like broken up the steps which i've always thought is such a cool part of it cool aspect of it Mm -hmm. and i know we're diving into by the way half pipes but there's there are i'm sorry uh rooms specific rooms but i want to talk about something 
about all of the rooms or just in general, there's a half pipe here in this room. There's actually mad half pipes in Chozo ruins in general. I think there's at least like four or five half pipes in just the Chozo ruins alone. Because you have the main plaza half pipe, you have the ruined shrine half pipe, furnace, you, half you have pipe. the furnace half pipe, and you have the reflecting pool yes. half pipe. There's, uh, I want to. I want to say a, there's, there's more because I'm pretty sure there's one in the say training there's least... chamber, Hall of Elders. Yeah, I like think. there are tons of of half pipes in the Chozo ruins, and I was uh, replaying the game. I was like, why do, why are there so many half pipes? We can we can argue about like the utility of the half pipes, right? Like why they put them there in the first place. But why so many so close by? There's even like. Are they just like really into it? Maybe those or, Chozo like you know? to get down with like their their boards. Or yeah. Maybe they're boost balling around. I don't know. Like there's a half pipe in the middle of the plaza. <laughs> the middle of the plaza. It's not off to the side. In the middle, it is the the grand spectacle in the middle of the plaza, the main hub area. They must have loved it. They must have loved loved. Tony I Hawk think I think that's area. the only answer is because like yeah. it like. One of the like little chozos is like, ah, I stuck your missile up there. You you can't get it because you can't boost high enough. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like, what is the point of that? Like, are they like putting little things here and there? Just love like trying to reach these huge little, like these these ledges as a challenge. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I but I noticed that throughout playing it again, and I'm like, well, main plaza also has a half pipe. It has again, it has so many elements, and like you said, it even gets you ready for war wafts and beetles. And all those kind of elements that you're going to encounter throughout the rest of the ruins. It's a nice mm -hmm. taste of. It's like a. It's it's a smorgasbord. It's a. It's a nice it's little a, sampling. Yeah. yeah, it's a sampler. Yeah. It's a nice chozo sampler. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well, I took the first room. Do you have any rooms that you like, or do you want me to throw another at you? Um. Rooms specifically that I like. Well, ones that I'll always remember. Um. The boredom in the watery hall rooms because of yes. the the symbol scan puzzles. I think that's like when I think of replaying Metroid Prime. That's the thing. That's the thing that I think about when I think of like, oh, I've always kind of appreciated Chozo Ruins. When I think back to like playing Metro Prime as a kid, or like whenever I think of oh, I'm gonna replay Metro Prime, like I feel like the first things I think of are things I do in Chozo Ruins, like those early puzzles, those morph ball puzzles, the, the the scan visor, sign puzzles, getting the charge beam, all that kind of stuff. That early, th those early aspects of the game, and I love those two rooms in particular because I I wish there were more scan not. I, I wish maybe the scan puzzles came back maybe one more time outside of those two rooms. Because mm -hmm. I don't think they really come into there's, play in the same way there's one outside of that. in Chozo Ruins, and I can't remember the name, but there's a big spider tunnel. Or, uh, I'm sorry, a spider Oh, rail, yes, yes, yes. You have to a get big the spider floor. railing at the elevator um, shaft. I right? Yeah, I think you're right. I can't think of any I other past that. I, I had those yeah. on, my, on my list as well. I, I think that those are like... I really, really like those puzzles. I would have been down to like kind of play more of those like hide and seek scan puzzles if you will i i just yeah. think that they're like really fun um one thing that i like adore about those rooms and uh the abortum and specifically is like i just like but you could you could say this about chosen ruins just in general it's like i just love how like integrated nature feels to like mm -hmm. the, the structures and like the the hep the dwellings or, or whatever like how the, how you would imagine that the chozo actually got around while they were still there i think that's like super fantastic and like very fitting with what we knew of the of the chozo at the time so yeah th those rooms are awesome uh yeah, okay definitely um, love those rooms for sure let me and, throw another uh, at you this is another obvious one duh yeah, but right. it's it's just an awesome okay. room uh and that is the hall of elders and again talk about a room with utility like 
this room, I, I feel like is, first of all, I want to say this is your first encounter with the Chozo ghost. So you kind of got that going on in this mm. room. So you got, you got a nice little bit of spice to start you off, but then like, there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. There's uh, probably the first missile station that you'll find in the game in this room. Uh, a bunch of different puzzles that you... I guess not different puzzles, but like the same puzzle, but you have to go back a couple different times and shoot the... A puzzle is like maybe not even like the right word yeah. for it, but yeah, like encounter or something. Yeah, but, maybe yeah. encounter or like uh, whatever it is you need to do. I like the fact yeah. that like you can get like the three different rewards and they're paced out far enough that it does feel like pretty cool when when you can go go and actually get them um i guess like the original wave one isn't a reward so much as it's just like progression through but you can get an energy tank pretty much right after you come back and get the artifact and i think like just the in general like it's just like cool like it's like it reminds me of playing super metroid and like going into the the chozo hand and then walking you down to get the gravity suit it's just like i'm a sucker for like the the chozo statues and that kind of like I don't know, imagery in the game. So I, I love, love, love this room. I will say, I do wish that once you defeated the ghosts, they... No, they wouldn't respawn? Like, immediately. <laughs> like, I, I beat all three ghosts. I left for, like, another room, came back, like, not even, like, maybe three minutes later, and, like, all three were back. And I was just like, oh, come on. Like, really? So that's the only annoying thing about this room. Yeah, I I have a bunch to say about that. I I hundred percent agree. I love the 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 feeling and the sight of Samus being held in the the hands of a Chozo statue. It's that callback to like classic Metroid, but it also it's like that. It's like a heartfelt thing. It's like that one connection Samus like mm. physically has to the Chozo, aside from the suits or are these statues and like that like unique connection she has when curling up into a ball into their big hands or whatever. Right? Like it's a yeah. cool image. But I also love the contrast of the goofiness of after that moment, the statue gets up and bowls you like <laughs> yeah. that. It's such a like an innocent goofiness to it that that that's why like it doesn't feel like out of character almost because the Chozo in this game are so like benevolent and, you know, depicted that like that kind of goofy, like natured, like wholesomeness and like how it's depicted feels like so perfect. I've always, I've always loved that. There's just something so, about the animation, too, that's just like quite funny where it's just like, uh, oof. Yeah, yeah, it's you. great. And I then love you, it. if perfect. you don't have your spider ball activated, you just like smack and then fall right yeah. back down, which is fun. And and it does make you wonder, aside from that, like, why was this built? Like, did the <laughs> Chozo specifically build this for Samus? They could have, because there are some like knots like premonition and prophecy in this. But like they were like, Oh, this will this is the most useful thing. Not a ladder or anything. We need this like intricate morph ball cannon to blast people around the room staircases what are those don't need those no nothing to easily get up to the top of the room now nah, we need cannons we need ball cannons that's what we need i love that about them but why does it exist i don't know and I'm finally on the chozo ghosts i want to say this i'm okay with the chozo ghosts reappearing to, for me it's their blaring theme that replays every time you step back into the room. I'm like, oh, I got it. Like, thankfully, you can just run past them and just go into the next room and it ends. But yes. I would be okay with them reappearing if they're themed in play again. And it just like got dark and like the theme, the music didn't change. Because then, then I'm okay with that. Because you don't have to fight them. Like, you can just run by them. But it's the, yeah. you, ha you are subjected to this blaring music every time you step into the, the room. Uh, 
that gets a bit old, especially towards like the end game where you kind of cross through these rooms like because that area you have Chozo ghosts appearing like almost every room, hallway to hallway, you know. So like Pretty to have much. it like yeah, and over and over and over again. I don't mind avoiding them combat wise, but the music you can't avoid. So I wish that that was not the case. Yeah, there's a lot of like really awesome and exceptional rooms that are awesome the first time you go through, but then yeah, towards the later part of the game, you step in and that just hits that music hits i do wish that like if you beat them it's like i don't know maybe some kind of timer or something like that it's just like okay 10 minutes or like whatever and then now they would be okay with that yeah whatever so um yeah no i like that complaint aside one of my favorite rooms i i really like the ruined gallery and the ruined fountain there there's not like really much special about them like they're fairly small rooms but like mm. i don't know something about them kind of like speaks to me almost in a way that's just like this is what life was like before, you know, before this comet hit and before kind of things changed. Like, there was a nice fountain or, like, this is where Chozo art went. And, like, you know, there, there's not, like I said, there's not much to the rooms themselves. But I, I do, like, kind of like the idea of having, like, again, just, like, the Chozo ruins are, like, where Chozos lived. And it's not just, like, uh, I don't know. It's not just, like, a, a an area. It's, like, okay, like, 100 years or 50 years ago, like, like this was this was something else and like something different and, and something to be celebrated and now it's you know now it's ruined and I'm you know hiding a missile in the wall but yeah I, I like those two rooms as well <laughs> not really much else to say about them but yeah I I like those rooms because there is a bit of a disconnect because a lot of like the chosen ruins it's like it's clear that they were occupied but not necessarily lived in if that yeah. makes sense like none of the rooms are like oh a chozo slept here or eight here, you know, mm-hmm. but like you go through rooms and it's very clear that something inhabited it in one way or another, like, but what the room was used for necessarily isn't always clear. Some of the rooms are obviously it's, it's pretty clear. There was some kind of, you know, worship or it had some, you know, there's a big engine in it or furnace or whatever. That's obvious what the, what the reason is, but there are a lot of rooms where it might not be as clear what exactly the purpose was, but it's clear something was occurring there. I absolutely agree. It's not like, we had any bedrooms or anything, which I think yeah. might have been a bit out of place because I think that would have kind of taken away a bit of the mystique. Like, I'm sure Tozo sleep, but when you kind of show them ha- having those more intimate and, like, simpler, like, parts of their lives, I feel like it takes away from, like, the a- alienness of them that the Chozo had at the time and still, I think, do to an extent. Um, but, yeah, I do like rooms like that for sure, even if they were are not, like, the, the biggest and yeah. most you know, spectacle-based rooms, for sure. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about... Uh, well, can we? Can I have, I have one oh, more? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, yeah. Uh, well, first, I want to just say the Flogger Arena overall is really cool. I That's love the Flogger Arena. It's a sick room. But I also wanted to call out, I think, just, like, the lighting shines in this game overall, and I think one of the best examples of this is the Ruined Nursery, which I think has like a save room attached to it. It has like that big tree with all the the uh, the wasp like hives hanging around, and then there's a big uh, hole in the ceiling, and light sh- like is pouring through, and you get like that nice like ray of light, like the diffused light and stuff like just kind of like hanging in the air, and then you have the glow of like the the hives behind it. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It was one of the more be- like one of the best looking rooms I think in the original, and now in this game, now in remastered. Oh absolutely incredible incredible it's one of those rooms that makes you like as you walk through you kind of look up and around as you move around you know where you got to step so you kind of like look up and around instead of at your feet or forward yeah and i've always liked that room because it's like a, you kind of jump skip and hop around it 
and you fight off some wasps every once in a while, but it just looks impeccable. The, Love that room. The lighting, like mm. I feel like in in remastered and Chosen Ruins, is just like God. It looks it looks so spectacular. It actually looks almost mm. like unfathomably spectacular for for a Switch game. For a Switch game, yeah. So, the lighting goes a long way, man. Like it, it really does. Like in in game in game design and movie making, like good lighting makes all the difference. It absolutely does. Uh, and shout out! I, I'll throw it one more too. Shout out to the Energy Core room. Just kind of like a fun nice little yes. little puzzle to get you going at the, the beginning of the game a couple missiles sitting around that are easy to get so i've always kind of appreciated that room and there's that uh oh god i can't remember the frog's name but i always i always stone like toads. any room yes any stone any room toads. that has him yes like. the, the stone toads that show up in multiple areas um that uh, one room with like the the morph ball bomb puzzle and all the platforms i forget which one that's called and then i want to say the reflecting pool they're all hanging out on like the yeah. second and third floor in front of the ice beam door and etc. Um, and then one more room for me, by the way, the furnace. I'm gonna go back to that because I believe the furnace is the room where you have to. I want to say there's super missile or, or power bomb the floor and it reveals yes. a half pipe. And then you get, I think, one of the coolest morph ball encounters in the game because that's the I, one. I think it might be the. Well, I think the plasma one is pretty sick. Actually, the plasma beam one. I love this this puzzle, whatever you want to call it. It's the one where you're like going around. Uh, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of when you're playing Super Mario Sunshine and you're climbing around the grates uh, in that game, and you have like the different beetles on each side of the grates. And mm. this one, you're like hanging on to those the big like wall like track like these wall like big like square tech um, spider ball tracks, and you're going around the parasites in the same kind of manner. You drop off like a big drop to catch something from like to catch one of the tracks below. Really awesome. I love that. And that leads to, I believe, a missile expansion or energy tank. I, I think it's a missile. I, I was, I was good. I'm pretty I think sure it's a missile. I, I, I think had that for my expansion. expansions. We're like, yeah, I think that might be the best expansion in Metroid Prime, actually. I love, I love that one. That's such a fun one. So shout outs to, uh, to Furnace. That's a great, great room with a great sequence in it. it very, very cool. And, uh, now that I'm thinking of it, like, I don't know if there's a, an expansion that's more fun to get than that one. Maybe, maybe there is. I'd have to I'd have to dive deep, but it's certainly like a top tier expansion in the game. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the lore of the Chosen Runes, and I would I would really say that like this is like at, at the time it's probably not probably it is the most that we'd ever learned about the Chozo just in general as beings, and like you can also. I really love, and pretty much all the Chozo lore in the game, or the bulk of it is found in the Chozo ruins, as you would make, you know, it makes sense to be. Like, um, I think all but four of the, of the Chozo lore scans are in the ruins. Pretty, there's there's one Rando in Fendrana, and then there's a couple at the Artifact Temple, and yeah, I think yep. other than that, it's you're pretty much there. Um, so I, it really serves like a lot of masters. It does a really good job because it tells you about the Chozo. I really like the one about like, them ascending into like a different state of being like i just thought that that was like so cool and mysterious and like just mm -hmm. really added to the mystique of the chozo but like the way that they the way that they tell you the story of like the comet or the worm as they call it growing like really like hypes you up for that battle like it, it made me just like what could this thing possibly be and like i maybe i'm dumb but like when i first played this game like i was i was a teenager and i was i didn't actually think that you were going to be fighting like metroid prime i thought it was gonna be something else so when i first saw it i was like oh my god the worm so i always remembered that i thought that was super cool but there's like 
hearing, you know, hearing the prophecy about Samus and just hearing kind of the destruction and how they sealed the, the, the worm. Uh, really, really great, great job with the Chozo lore specifically in, in getting across, like serving so many different functions and doing an exceptional mm. job of it. Yeah, there's, I mean, I've always loved in sci-fi, like the nature of like past or like ancient, like evil or like mm -hmm. danger in some kind of way. And obviously like in Metroid Prime, it's not like too far in the past, but it kind of feels like it is with how like the lore entries are written, you know, like how the Chozo like deal with time feels like whenever this stuff is happening is almost like in an amorphous time in the past at some point. It doesn't feel like it was recent, even though it kind of was. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's a lot told almost the entire Chozo kind of story on Talon 4, aside from like the space pirate perspective is is here. You know, they kind of give you a full like this is how we got here. We don't even know like we don't even know how long we've been around for. We end up here. We're vibing. We're chilling. We're getting, you know, we're down with nature. Games. Yeah. We're hanging out. Yeah, we got we got half pipes like we're chilling. And then. Just horrible stuff. A meteor strikes, man. Just like the dinosaurs, dude. Like, just <laughs> you can't get away from those those meteors, those dangerous meteors. Yeah, no, it's uh, and again, like probably the most important area in the game in terms of like giving you purpose to what you're doing and giving you not that you don't have purpose, but like really kind of fueling like what it is you're trying to defeat and like giving stakes and and consequences to what had happened before and kind of fueling mm -hmm. that that journey that you're going on. Cause like you may not see the Chozo, but like, you know, the Samus is attached and, and you know, in a, in a lot of ways, like part Chozo herself. So I really love that. I, I really like, I'm a big sucker for in my sci-fi for like prophecies. Like, you know, mm -hmm. this person will come up and save us or whatever. It's, it's low hanging fruit for me. So I love, I remember popping off so big when I heard the original, like when I found the first Chozo lore, where it was like the entrusted one. And I was like, Again, I'm, I'm like a teenager, and I'm just like, oh my god, they're talking about Samus! Yeah! yeah. So, <laughs> it, it made me just, it made me feel like what I was doing was, like, so important, and, like, so, like, just crucial. So, I, I really love that they, they did that. And then, like, just in and around the, the Chosen Ruins, like you kind of talked about, like, there's just, like, so many cool, like, little knickknacks and, like, statues of, like, mm -hmm. and, like, random scan statues, but it'll be, like, this is whoever, warrior of whatever, like the amount of detail that that is packed in here, if you really want to look, is like pretty staggering. Yeah, I, I think what they add with the Chozo lore answers a lot of questions, but also leaves you like kind of wondering so much more and like leaving you with so many more questions. Like, what were they really like as individuals? And it really gives you some nice insight. It, it, it aside from like what you can see through their statues you now kind of get like what their thinking was, what their vision was, what they were really about. And it does match up to kind of like what you would think they would be about based on their statues and how they lived on the planet. It's really cool to see that kind of like that side of them. And mm -hmm. yeah, it, I mean, to me, like all the stuff in prime one, like that, the, this Chozo lore, like shaped my understanding almost entirely of the Chozo. Cause this was like the first Metroid game that really had them heavily, like that I played you know, no, I played I, I Fusion I at the same time, too. too. Like, like, I played yeah. Super Metroid first, but, like, it's not like you really learn anything about the Chozo in that game. No, you, you don't. But it's, like, it's the difference from, like, Fusion, which, like, almost the Chozo are almost, like, not even there right. at all. Um, 
but I, I played Metroid Prime and Fusion before Super, so like that was my immediate introduction to them, and that's what's always kind of you know given me my mm-hmm. internal like rep- interpretation of what the Chozo are. Um, and we were talking before before the show, kind of the differences between like the original scans and then like the the new lore differences and like the like the pal and then the trilogy releases and i've been going through this and there's actually a lot more kind of change than i that i realized because i know remastered uses the trilogy scans Mm -hmm. but like now there's like differences in like whether or not the chozo kind of really knew that the the seed was coming before it happened um i know there was like another scan i don't even think that was in the original na release i think it was like um, that like specifically mentions a human potentially being the entrusted one, which I didn't know about. I was just really? reading about that now. Yeah, That's I think sweet. it's called the Shining One or something. Which like I didn't, I don't ever remember the Tozos naming humans specifically when I originally played Metroid Prime. So, and I don't know if that was carried into trilogy or not. Like I'm actually the more I've looked up about this, the lore in general today, I've it's actually kind of made me more confused of like what the actual <laughs> what the actual lore is now and what is right and what is wrong. Like. Could they really see it coming? Could they not? Like, how? Like, what details are are actually not retcon now or not? So I've been. I got. I got to read up more on my lore here. I got to read up more on my lore. Yeah. There's a lot here. Um. Well, yeah. That's. A, I mean, hey, it's a. It's a good opportunity to uh, to dive into some more Metroid Prime, which uh, I'm all about. So, uh, yeah. I know that that's really cool. I didn't know that. I know that there is a bunch of like small text differences between the the original and the trilogy versions. Uh, mm-hmm. We obviously have the trilogy versions up on Omega Metroid, so there might be some discrepancies there. But it does make me want to kind of want to dig in and see what we could be missing, and maybe if there's a reason that it was cut or not. So, yeah, maybe we um, need to do like an episode on that, on like going through the differences cut and changes. Chozo lore. Or, I'd be down for that. Oh yeah, change Chozo lore or something, or change lore between the versions and kind of like go through the 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 definitive lore. Yeah, you know, I I would be down. I, for that. I bet you there's a lot of meat on the bone between like all the the various logs over the course of the trilogy and, and yes. getting, you know, getting them to trilogy and the originals that, that were changed. So, yep. um, okay, well let's, uh, unless you want to talk about anything else lore wise, let's move no, on we... and talk about some enemies. Let's do it. Okay. So I feel like there are two enemies that really define the Chozo ruins. Oh there's, yeah. There's no points for guessing. Uh, so the war wasps all mm-hmm. over the damn place. They're only, it, it actually like, almost surprised me when i read this but like or i guess when i realized it but like they're only in chozo ruins it's just it seems so wild because it seems like you're just constantly kind of combating them in metroid prime and like when you think about it it's like yeah of course they're only in chozo ruins like they're obviously on fendrana or magmore or phase on mines or really even talon but it's like it i don't know it just kind of surprised me because it's like it, god these like these nests are everywhere and like there's such a prominent yeah. prominent enemy and of course, the other enemy that would define this area, even though they appear in other areas, Chozo Ghosts, as we mentioned before, with their blaring, blaring theme. Oh yes, I love those Chozo Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. I, so I think like the wasps. I mean, I think to me when I think of the Chozo ruins, the two iconic creatures to me are the wasps and the scarabs. I think they're called mm. the little like the little dudes the that little like show up that in hallways. Pipes. Yeah, because they're ev- they're everywhere, man. They are everywhere. And I, and I actually I, I'm curious from like a biological perspective, maybe like what like what is the what are the underlying causes for like more scarabs and wasps appearing in Chozo ruins versus like 
you know, uh, zoomers and, you know, mm. other kinds of creatures appearing like in town overworld. Like obvious, there's some creatures that's obvious, like, you know, the, there are certain creatures appearing like in Fendrana drifts, for example, that like would only exist there, like lava right. creatures in Magmore cavern, you know, but, like stuff that like, is just a general more like land creature or whatever. That isn't like a super niche. Like why, like what are the ecological or biological reasons for the wasp not being in town overworld as often? Um, maybe the maybe cause it's too wet. Like, I don't, yeah, the, cho- yeah, the wasp, like, you know, went towards yeah. there cause it had leftovers and, I don't know, maybe it's too rainy so they can't fly around as easily in town overworld, whereas, you know, there aren't going to be as many sap sacks in Chosa Ruins because it's not as lush and doesn't have as much, like, fertile soil to grow there. I don't know, like, (laughs) I think that'd be a really fascinating kind of study into, like, the biology of the planet and, like, why certain creatures appear where they do. And, and all that. I don't know. I think that I think that kind of stuff is fascinating. But I think that would be um, I think that'd be cool. I'm stall for yeah. time for me. I'm actually just looking up the scan book for Scarab right now. So let's okay. see. Yeah, I uh, mean, they, I think... it doesn't really say why they why they hang around Chosa Rune so much. But I like I think that's the kind of stuff that I would like really be interested in seeing like detailed like in in scans of creatures. That's another like that. episode we should yeah. we gotta let's jump into the biology of Talon Four. Why not? Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm down. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't really have anything else to add to uh, the Chozo ghosts other than they're they're kind of annoying. Uh, they're kind of I like annoying. Chozo ghosts. I, I I I think the music is what makes them annoying. I think as a yeah. as an enemy, I like fighting Chozo ghosts. I think they're cool because they they're constantly changing position. They have a unique movement to them. And once you like put the X-ray visor on, it's not like you can't track them. The and X-ray visor like... is certainly a game changer. I will yeah, say, like, actually, um, when I was playing Remastered for the first time, I, I think we talked about this. I, I was still kind of feeling out the controls, getting used to some of the different uh, like layouts and stuff like that. And um, I was in the Hall of Elders, and I was fighting the Chozo Ghost there. And I think, I want to say I had, I think I was pressing A instead of uh, R to, to hold my beams. And so... I was uh, I was trying to like turn, but I couldn't because I was like already locked on and and whatever. So and I couldn't move. I was holding A with a charge super or a charge shot, and the of course the the stick is right under that. So that that I kind of beat myself up, and I was like, okay, I, I got to figure this out. That was actually one of my like the my first memories of Metro Prime Remastered in in terms of like gameplay is like, God, these Chozo ghosts. Like I thought they were kind of annoying before, but like. Now it's like I'm fumbling all over my controller, so now they're like really annoying. Which I player fault, but hey. Yeah, I mean, once we got dual analog controls, man, I feel like aside from just like maybe a couple differences, I picked that up so quick and it feels so buttery. And then now the ghost, like, no problem, bro. I just I yeah, yeah. I, I like it's just the music for me that ends up kind of like all right, I don't need to fight all three of you. I'd love to, but uh, let's do this another time. Yeah, um, I, I think that but, moment was actually the moment where like the controls click because I was like, I can't be holding A anymore hmm. to like charge my shots. Like it, it has to be, it has to be the the R trigger. And after that, it was never had that problem again. So, yeah. See, that's interesting. I feel like I do if I'm going to charge something, we'll hold A. But if I'm going to fire rapidly, I'll use the trigger. That is, I, I'm the opposite. That's uh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. I want to shout out one more enemy. And I'm not sure that right. this enemy shows up anywhere else in the game. He doesn't really do anything. He, he's, whatever. He's just kind of there. But the oculi. And these little dudes are like the little yeah. bugs that they're indestructible. They just they just walk around. They, they're they just 
they're basically in your way kind of enemies that you're either going to hit with a super missile and it does absolutely nothing or they are going to knock you off in that room that we were talking about earlier with like the scan puzzle. I don't know why. I just, uh, I feel, I feel a little, I feel like happy when I see these guys. Cause like they, they're one of the very few enemies that doesn't try and attack you. So it's just like, okay. Like, they don't, they don't try to attack you, but they get in your way when you're trying they, they to destroy do. the, the, the tower there, the sun tower. Which it, so, puts so them up on my list like, of things I hate are those things. Oh, I, I like those little don't guys. Because I'm just like, all right, you don't hit me, I won't hit you. Like this They don't is need fine. to be there. They can crawl somewhere else. Why do they need to crawl in that one specific place? They don't I'll tell you what there. I hate in that room is those plated puffers. Those are the worst. They don't do anything. They get out there. They're can't chilling. Do to them. And what? you're trying to line up your shot, and all of a sudden you got a plated puffer hitting you in the side of the ear, and you're like, ah. those, you just clear them immediately. That is you are complete opposite. No, the the oculi are annoying. Those no. make you have to line up your shot. The the, the plated puffers are running their own business. They're not hurting anybody. No, you they're floating around. They're dropping poison when you blow them up. Those oculi, don't they're just hold your breath. They're getting exercise. Let us know if you're I team oculi or team puffer. If you're listening to this, uh, I'm I'm a puffer guy i'm a big i'm a i'm a puffer team team octo um okay i don't have any more enemies that i want to shout out do you, do you i have well first i want to say i think this is the first major appearance of the reapers yeah uh the big the the tentacle dudes that came come out of the wall which i absolutely hate and they're aqua reaper cousins so shout outs to them they are introduced into the game and have knocked me off tons of times and i hate them I don't hate them. Hate's a strong word. I very much super significantly dislike them. They're as annoying. Individuals. They're annoying little dudes. They are. Yeah. And then uh, you, when you said Oculi, I thought you were going to say um, a different enemy. The what are those things called? The the eye, the wall eye things that shoot lasers. Oh, they're uh, they're literally called like ion. Ion. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- those have always fascinated me because how do they come into existence? Either yeah. they're a natural creature. Well. Either they're a Chozo security feature, which what I think that are, is that what they are. What are they exactly? I, you know what? Well, they're eyes that shoot lasers. I know at what me. they are literally, but like, like what does it say for their lore? Because like, either they're a Chozo security thing or they're a natural creature they, no, that they are an immovable, immobile, sorry, organism entirely composed of ocular tissue. So, so like, how how does how does an organism? evolved to become a an eye stuck to a wall that shoots lasers has no other it doesn't have a reproductive system doesn't have a brain apparently doesn't have anything but eye tissue how how does it come to exist and why does it look so gross hey brother Especially have you mastered? seen some of those some of those fish in like the deepest parts of the sea like those, those are pretty messed up but they're messed up but they have a reproductive system they have a nervous system they uh. have brain tissue they're not just an eye they're not just a fin they're not just an eyeball floating in the sea you know i i don't have anything for you there i would love to know how how, how? more ions are how, created. Sway. like uh how? you know what we should we, uh, we already shouted out the stone toad but i i want to shout out i don't have it right in front i think it's the venom weed oh, like and the, the stone toads the 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 red weed guys yeah, red yeah, the, they're the actually red, not guys. It's just like a bunch weed. of weeds. But I always thought that that was kind of cool, like rolling through them and blasting them or whatever. A little bit more dangerous. Yeah. So. I like, I like that little like. I love. I, I mean, Metroid Prime does this overall as like just a general. There are some creatures that like have a base form, and then just a few of them that have a little bit of a yeah. twist, and like you just have like regular like weeds, and you have like the poison tipped ones. You have reapers. You have aqua reapers. You have 
obviously space pirates and flying pirates and all our variations but you have some creatures that just have a slight variation here and there parasite ice parasite whatever it is um which i think is a nice like again goes back to like the biology thing and how like mm-hmm. the different forms of the creatures appear depending on where they are on the planet so very cool very cool to see how like how they adapt and evolve as well so yeah i like that mm-hmm. um okay let's talk about bosses Let's talk about bosses and bunch of bosses here. Bunch actually, of them. yeah. One boss and a couple sub bosses. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess let's start. Let, let's go backwards. So uh, or not backwards, but let's go chronologically backwards from like the best boss to the least best. So play to beetle, kind of like a, you know, it's kind of it's it's a fine boss for like where it is at the beginning of the game. Um, I like. It feels like intense, you know, because you got like the first couple swarms of beetles that come up, and then. The play to guy comes, and it, it's really just about teaching you like how to strafe. But I like it; it's a fun little fight, and he appears in the uh, the plaza after you're done with him. So cool little guy. It does. It does. I think when you're talking about like first like memory of playing Metroid Prime Remastered, like I guess aside from just loading up the game and like oh my god, um, for me it's taking on all these beetles in mm-hmm. this boss fight because I think the first time I did it, I didn't use lock on, and I was just like aiming freehand and i'm like i wish this game had aim assist (laughs) this is i'm gonna back go back to locking onto things but yeah it's a fun battle it's certainly one of those things that like shows you how um how powerful samus gets over the course of the game because the beginning of the game like it almost feels like an even match at some points like Mm -hmm. like when you first fight the plated beetle and then later in the game like it's it's so beneath you to even engage in combat with this thing that yeah. you can just ignore it as you go by. I love that. Like it all like for me, I towards the end of the game for both plated beetles and regular beetles, I don't even fire at them anymore. I just jump over them. I just keep going, and I'll you know I'll say hi, like what's up, you know, mm-hmm. nice seeing you. And the plated beetle becomes that like little pal. I love seeing the plated beetle like in the plaza, like yeah, what's up? Like I don't even fight them. Like just and they're always super aggressive. They don't know what's good. But, like ah, you don't know any better. Like ah, you're just yeah, a goofy little guy. Um, yeah, I love the design of the plated beetle. Very cool. And the room is is a is a fun one uh, as well because it's it ends up leading to more things later. But the basic design of the boss battle is you know room is very simple. But it's a cool little introductory um uh fight and it's a i think the plate of beetle is a really awesome design for a creature yes so look Worth it looks really a cool sack on his back when it explodes look. that's what you like about it i i <laughs> i mean it's, it's just so gross it's just like oh yeah okay oh, it's like it's oddly like blasted open yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, um so hive mecca another another like fairly a lot of the bosses in chosen ruins well i guess not a lot but like two of them use some variation of a unique war wasp and this is obviously the first one kind of like a like a fun boss i wouldn't say it's i think it's probably the weakest of uh, of all of them here i don't know if you'd agree with that but like for what it is i think it's like it's kind of okay it, it's i think it's more fun if you do it inefficiently if that makes sense like because what i usually do is just like stand straight and just fire in a line and like eventually the wasps will fly into my fire which is like gets a job done but it's not kind of as fun as like hectically tracking down all the wasps and like shooting them and stuff like that so uh yeah it's fine yeah i agree this is one of those boss battles that works better when you're not doing it efficiently like even with prime hack i would never lock on like i would just try to aim and even in this like yeah you try to do the lineup then you also try to actually snipe them and get around jump around a little bit make it a little more fun for yourself i agree um i would actually take the hive mecha over incinerator drone I think just mostly for like the aesthetic, like the room is awesome, like the mm. half like leaned platform and 
and the swampy like poison water around it and then of course the actual totem itself like with the chozo like bird mouth openings Pretty looks cool. very cool yeah i like the hive mecha as a boss fight you know you can play it as it's it's kind of like intended like just stand in place kind of fire it's up it's not super hard but if you try to play it hectically it's cool and in hard mode it, you, you can take some shots so hard mode, i definitely like, like hive mecha. was not hard but i was just like oh my god like these wasps aren't dead yet i i can't believe that i'm still shooting at them so i, I yeah i didn't die there. but it gave yeah they took they took some shots and you took some shots as well so um i really like the incinerator drone actually and i i don't know why i think i just like kind of like the design of it like it popping cool and, and two returning and stuff like that and shooting out fire it's very very simple there's some more i think they're barbed wasps in that room but uh, yeah i don't know there's there's something like charming about it i feel like it's such a short like, charming is a good word for it because it's such yeah. a like simple like it really robot is. design it's like some kid in like an 80s movie <laughs> built their own robot and that's what it looks like and then they gave it flamethrower hands yeah pretty robot. much yeah flamethrower hands edward flamethrower hands so yeah i like, like i like this boss fine. battle it's fine i think my my problem with it is that um it has like oh you're supposed to jump over the bottom flamethrower like you know how it has the angled attack yeah. eventually so eventually you're supposed to jump over the flame as it shoots low okay fine but the the high attack is too high so you can just back up you know yeah. like it should it should be a little lower and go out farther so you're forced to morph ball that's what i feel like the intended uh, in, i think intended, the game intends for you to do that but it I intends don't, for you but you don't i, I don't think just anyone in, in the history of metroid prime morph balls to, to get under no that. but that's what it should be it should be yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it makes sense because there aren't, I mean, there are situations in this game where you do want to morph ball and get out of the way. Like the Thardis boss battle like comes to mind, but there aren't mm -hmm. a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I need a morph ball to like take cover and like avoid, like, like crouch under stuff like as a crouch equivalent. And I think this boss battle would have been like trying to teach you something you don't really do later, which is probably why it doesn't like force you to morph ball because you don't really like need to do it in the same kind of like scenario. But still, yeah. I wish it kind of. I wish it kind of did though, because then all in this situation, you just have to back up and you don't take any damage. So it's like you just have to I, jump over. I think like the way that the boss is laid out, like I'm glad that they don't force you to do that because I think it would have been a lot less fun if like you had to kind of like slow down your pacing, morph, unmorph to in this like the specific layout of this room. If they would have changed yeah. the layout of the room, which they could have done, then I think that could have been like something cool. It actually would have been cool if like there was like. You know those like morph ball like the tunnels in Magmore that you you're in the rails and like if there has been like a couple levels and maybe you avoid the fire spinning kind of like that uh, that that could have been cool but no I, I think yeah. it's like an inoffensive like short easy yeah it's a tutorial yeah. boss it's like it's yeah. nothing crazy like and it, it has a cool unique wasp design that you can't miss that scan that's that is probably the biggest thing is how two early game bosses have not only unique boss scans but also unique enemy scans three that all three of the chosen miss. ones do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah 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 because flogger has the flogger tentacles so yeah. that's actually kind of Which like, is a, like such like a, a whack item to, to have to scan like that's clearly a part of flogger it's very random and it's also such like a a uh i don't know i just got a knowledge check because it's such an er all three are early game scenarios so if yeah. you like not don't like be, have you ever been playing metro prime with your first time like there's three opportunities in the game that you'll miss something you won't be able to get again that oh, is yeah. outside of like the general like boss scans that like you come to expect you know 
I, I yeah, I would be flabbergasted if a new player playing Metroid Prime for the first time got Stand three for three. Like yeah. I, I, I would almost, I would call. I can see the that. wasps, but the tentacles. Yeah, Flogger's tentacle. That that one is a BS scan. I don't I, know who I came don't up with that one. It's a wasps, BS scan. Like there's so many wasps everywhere that it's like these kind of look like the other ones that I've already yeah. scanned. But like they kind of glow red and like one of them's green. Yeah. Like that one kind of always gave it away to me. I'll agree. The one I think the barbed ones are green ones. I think the Ram War wasp like don't stick out as much against the regular ones, but I thought they did enough. But like I want to say one of them has like a green hue or tint to them that kind of stood out always more to me. And the so the ones like, in the hive mecha boss battle definitely do. The one I think the one in the yeah, maybe I'm, drone maybe I'm swapping is, them around. I, I don't know that it's that they don't stick out as much, but like you're just kind kind of focused on avoiding the fire, maybe a little bit more. And then like I think there's a little they've, bit more downtime in the hive mecha fight. Interesting, because I feel like in the incinerator drum fight, you just back up to avoid the flame at certain points. What else are you gonna do but try to scan something? So yeah, I don't know. Okay. Okay, well let's talk about Flagra. Cause, yeah, that, that tentacle is definitely very cool boss. Very cool boss design because you can I, play, I you can play it like you can play it. I think how it's intended to be played, which is you want to like strafe around to get behind each uh, reflecting dish. So you can knock them over. But lately, which I started with Prime Hack, and I then in this most recent playthrough, now we have dual analog controls. I've been doing the strategy of just trying to snipe the dishes from one position across the arena and trying to hit them from all the way across all right. and not having to move to them, which I find to be a lot more fun. Um, so I've been enjoying that. I love the design overall, like the radial arena. You're fighting the boss from all angles, which you don't like you get in other boss battles, like kind of like Thardis and Omega pirate, but like obviously very uh, pronounced because flogger can't move. So you're always surrounding it. Really cool design. Obviously, in remastered, Flogger looks so much better. Mm. Like the textures, the detail, immaculate. The lighting in the arena, the sun chamber looks immaculate. It looks so cool. And like the big petals of like Flogger's like base flower look incredible. Awesome boss fight. I think it's a really cool, like unique twist. And it's like a more like an easier, like starter major because it's like your first major boss of the game. Once you've landed on Talon Four, you know, yeah. aside from the pro, uh, the Piranha Queen, the the pirate, uh, the the Parasite Queen, um, the thar- the Flogger is like I think that's the last like boss where you kind of have the training wheels on, and then from there, yeah, I would you, you definitely that. are thrown into like okay, these are kind of real bosses, but Flogger is that that last like okay, you should know strafing by now. You should know strafing by now, do you? You know, so, like, I, so I like it. Like it's pacing wise in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Awesome boss battle. Awesome boss. Really cool character. I agree. I I'm like a uh, Metroid does like a really good job of this in general. I think um, where like they present some bosses like are just like brawls and it's just you can hit an enemy anywhere and they take damage. Ridley from Super comes to mind. And then you have bosses mm. like this, which is, like, a really cool, like, it's like a puzzle. It's a puzzle boss, you know, like, masquerading as a boss. And, like, I, I really mm. love those. Like, I really love the, the Spider Guardian from Metroid Prime Echoes, uh, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. And, like, that's exactly the same thing. It's like a puzzle boss. And so I, I, I really like that there is, like, that diversity of, like... Mm. Flogger is like the puzzle, like Omega is like the brawl, Metroid Prime, maybe a little mix of both. Like, so yeah, I, I think that the boss is very cool. Like the music is awesome. The, the setting is awesome. The music I always, is sick. I always go like go around just cause I think that's fun, but maybe I will try sniping next time. 
That yeah, it seems rewarding if you can hit it. Yeah, and you still have to go around because you got to boost ball all the way yeah. over to the next, you know, open slot. Um, I'll talk about the music for Flogra when we get to the music sure. section because I do want to talk about that. But um, yeah, I agree on all those those aspects and I just, yeah, I, really I kind of love like the. Uh... You know when like Flogger slashes its tentacle down? I was down literally and, like, about flowers? to say. I love that. Yes, I I love like the flowers that come up, but yeah. I just love like Flogger's like just like almost like attitude, just like get that back down there, like just <laughs> snapping it back. And there are sometimes, especially towards the end, where like you have to get like all four of them up, and like you put one up, and Flogger just immediately knocks it back down, mm-hmm. which I like really fun to then get them right back right where I am. Like nope, no, I got the upper hand. Yeah, really like the little bit of just like snappiness to Flogger's like uh animations and it's so much more pronounced now in remaster it looks awesome you know what the other great thing about Flogger is actually and last thing before we move on is like there's actual like really cool consequence to like beating him because or beating yes it, rather. it's tied into the story yeah. very well and like it makes traversing the chosen ruins like significantly easier once he's gone because like all the poison is eradicated so i, I always really yeah. appreciated that as well I, I, there are two things. Number one, I wish, I wish Flogger had a bit more of a, like, a, a, I mean, I don't know, maybe, hmm. I like bosses that have, like, a unique mechanic outside of just damage, like, the boss or mm-hmm. drop a shield or something like that. And Flogger's really cool because it has two of those. You have not just, like, the morph ball slots, but obviously the dishes. Part of me wishes there maybe was like a, a like a regular like standard damage phase where you kind of shoot at them. But I like this one where it's it's all mechanic. It's like you don't really do any direct shooting damage to it. You can like like stun it a little bit. I'm pretty sure if you fire up at it, throw yeah. a couple missiles at it, you can stun it, which is helpful when it's knocking the dishes down. Um, and I think that's what maybe makes it such like a well-rounded boss battle because you don't need to do that direct damage with the combat, but you can to help yourself uh, complete those mechanics. I wish. Now that you just mentioned that, I, I wish, my to my second point, I wish other bosses in the game had a more direct story impact once you beat them in that kind of way. Like, when you beat Thardis and Fendrana Drifts, nothing about the Drifts really changes, you know? No. Like, you can go through back the through the boss room, and there's, like, a She-Goth there. Like, the enemy spawns change, sure. But like you said, like, in Chosa Ruins, the water doesn't poison you anymore. That's a huge change. Like everything starts to change up a little bit. Like the water's clear. Like that's a, a significant change. Fendrana doesn't change. You beat the Omega pirate. Like I, I, I mean, argue I, Omega pirate. Like, yeah, you, you get the phase on. So it has pretty. Yeah. I guess that's a, that's a big story. I guess I, I, I would count that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I like how it's implemented. I, I, I with agree Flagra, with what you're though. saying though. Like could, I like that. It changes not just Samus in a way because you get the various suit when you beat Flogger too, mm-hmm. but it changes the environment. I kind of wish it had that element to other bosses. Like, okay, the Omega Pirate gives you the Phasen suit, but it doesn't change like the environment. The Phasen Mines itself isn't yeah. different afterwards. And I kind of wish like every area had that effect. Mm-hmm. Like as you're kind of going through the world, you're changing it for the better, you know, which I think only really happens very clearly in Chozo Ruins and not as much in other areas, and I kind of wish it did. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I I would agree with that. Kind of gives me, like, Notori vibes almost from Metroid Fusion, the way that, like, in a similar way, like, once that boss is beaten, like, a lot of the the foliage that's clogging up that sector leaves. So I I really like when Metroid does that as well. I agree. 100% agree. Um, Okay, we don't don't have to talk about it, but there is just a plethora of items that you get for the first time in here, including... 
You're, you get your first missiles, morph ball, uh, the bombs, charge beam, various suit, wave buster, ice beam, and three artifacts that, uh, I want to, actually one of them is in Flogger's room. You have to go back and fight, guess who, some Chozo ghosts to get them. Some Chozo so, ghosts. There you yes. go. Um, I think, I think the Chozo ruins is the area with the most item pickups in it. I think if you're yeah, like, I in terms of that. like. Yep. actual pickups i think in terms i think it's the most in terms of overall pickups and i think it's the t- most in terms of major item pickups uh, that yep. list you just went through and then i think it's tied for first with fendrana for most artifacts because i'm pretty yeah. sure chozo and Ar- and fendrana both have both three three yeah so, i can confirm it's got the most missiles for sure like uh, i was i was doing the guide and i was like holy smokes like there is a ton of like, i mean the main plaza itself has four three three missile expansions and an energy tank right like, yeah yeah four expansions so. is right there so yeah totally um okay let's talk about the music because i mm-hmm. actually think a lot of music in shows of ruins as well yeah a lot of music it has the main it has the the entrance theme like the first room that you walk into literally the ruins plaza theme the main overall chozo ruins theme the depths theme then the Hive Mecha Incinerator Drum theme, the Flagra theme, and then the mini boss, the minor boss theme also appears when you fight Plated Beetle. Oh, so there's... And, and don't forget the Chozo Ghost theme. And the Chozo Ghost theme, yeah. So one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, seven, a ton of music. Eight, eight, eight different distinct tracks, at least. Yeah, I think I, that's it, I, though. I, I, everyone, everyone listening to this is going to like want to slap me for saying this, but I will say... I'm not, like, as in love with the music of really, like, any of the Chozo Ruins tracks Ooh. as I am with, like, you know, like a Talon or a Fendrana or a... I don't think I actually can in good conscience say Magmore, but uh, I, I, I do think that, like, it's... I think the music here is, like, very, very solid. Like, very... While you're playing it, it feels, like, completely appropriate, immersive, and, and like, it sounds awesome. Um, but I do think, at least in my world, like, for me, it doesn't have that same kind of, I don't know, listenability quality. If that, is that even a word? Where, like, you could just listen to it, like, yeah. by itself or whatever. Like, I could listen to Talon Overworld or Fendrana or like hmm. the Metroid Prime boss or whatever, right? And just be like, oh, I love this. I love listening to this. And I and I think you need the context of like playing the actual game to appreciate the Chozo Runes music. That's just my opinion. Hmm. Um, and that's really, that's my, when, when I said at the top of the show, like I had one thing that I didn't love about Chozo Runes, does it? So it's not really, uh, not really that big a deal. Yeah, it might be unpopular. I think the ch- music in Chozo Runes is great personally. Um, I think... Okay, I, I can, I can, uh, I think your point of there's not a lot of tracks you would just go and listen to on your own personally, I think is valid. That said, I think the main theme for Chozo Ruins is absolutely that track for me. Like that, the, yeah, because you have the end, you have the entrance theme, which is like a very kind of minimal foreboding like theme. Then you have the, the Chozo Ruins Plaza theme, which kind of builds on that more foreboding. You get like those crashes in the background mm, of like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. like, 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 a, like it almost sounds like a gun firing or like metal, like clack, this huge clank, like those, like those are iconic. And then you get the main theme, which takes that and takes that foreboding and puts it in the background and puts this like thumping groovy beat on it, which y'all know that that song, like it's awesome. 
think we've used it as an intro on the, oh, on the show I'm multiple sure. times. I do want to say too, by the way, that, that track is that is awesome. I could listen to that outside of the game for sure. My my criteria for for the music is weird. So like, just, you know, take that for what it is. Like, I think I think and ideally you want to judge a music the music by like how it fits in the area while you're playing yeah. the game. So I'm acknowledging yeah. that my criteria is definitely a little bit funky. And then and then you have the Hive Mecha theme. Like the Incinerator Drum theme, which I think should have been put in Smash Bros. It's like up there with like the Saris battle theme for Metroid Fusion for like some of the best boss battle themes in the whole series. Um, the Flagra theme is so I love the Flagra theme. The Flagra I want to talk awesome. about that because yes. it starts off with such a super minimalist like beginning. It has those like those queasy like wavy synths to it. Like wow, wow. <laughs> like it's like you know it's like like these six sounds and then. Um, you end up getting like these like higher pitched like organy synths coming in, and it builds like this crazy like cacophony at the end, and then it loops back. It's awesome. Love that theme. Uh, I I think Chosen Ruins has has a great amount of music, and I'm gonna do a little a little Doom um commenting here, okay. Doom posting, <laughs> yes. because the Chozo Ruins I think has the best examples of crossing that line between diegetic and non diegetic music and and sound because you have these tracks that are very obviously like non-diegetic in terms of like you know the the drum tracks or the synths or whatever but you it incorporates like the sounds of like creatures like chirping in the background and like these little like like flanges and like effects that are like thrown in there that sound like they're really coming from the actual environment and it Mm. mixes those two things together i think that like the the main theme especially does this incredibly well and has like those chirps and like little creature like calls like echo in the background right. alongside the actual like instrumental part of it works perfectly and i think it's like the like like the perfect example of how metroid prime weaves those two kinds of music together i love i love that about chosen runes and that stands out so much to me when i think about you know music yeah i i think that that's like completely fair and and just to just to reiterate i do like the music of chosen runes i just it it's kind of like it's unfortunate that there's also like Talon and Fendrana in this game because I think without those tracks, like a lot of the music in Chosen Runes might have been the best music in the game, but you just have these like incredible tracks that that overshadow it a bit, or at least in my world. So um, yeah, that's, yeah, the flog, some the of the tracks are awesome, really though. good. Are really like the bar is so high in this game. Obviously, yeah. not all of them are going to necessarily meet it, but I think the main theme definitely does. Well, One I, thing I by the way, them, like I think the goal right. for all the themes isn't to necessarily do that either because like. There is like yeah, that, that like quiet, creepy theme that like it does sound like really good like while you're traversing, especially those like tight halls in in yeah. uh, in Chosen Ruins. Like so, it does like add a lot to it. But uh, yeah, I don't know that that was my one critique. But even even now that I'm saying it, I feel like it's kind of like a whatever. You're, you're I will like, say, oh, why do I have this opinion? I will I'm say wrong. I love that uh, AM2R used the Chozo Ruins beat for Golden Temple. Mm-hmm. So there yeah, because go. it's good. It's good. It's like, iconic, man. Like you, you're a hater. I was you're a hater. hater. I I love it. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I was. I am still kind of in disbelief that Doom was able to snipe that question in our trivia episode. I thought I had I'm you guys not, like for sure. I guess I'm I should not have at known, all. But. I'm not at all surprised by that. Um, one more thing before we move on. I think I know if like Fendrana drifts and maybe Town Overworld. This is the case where like when I think of Fendrana drifts, I think of like the main theme being like the ambient slower theme that it is and then you have like depths which is more like groovy and like adventurous right it gets you it wants you to take that next step forward it wants you to get on the adventure 
but in Chozo Ruins, it's swapped around. Yes. The the depths theme is the ambient, slower, heavier in this case compared to Pendrana, but for Chozo um, track. And then the main theme is that like bumpiness. And I think like they did that because when you when you got to the Chozo Ruins, they wanted you to already go on that adventure, take all these branching paths and routes, and like explore. And then you get to the depths, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of, like underneath the ruins here. When you get to Fendrana Drifts, the first impact is like the view. So like, of mm -hmm. course, that ambient track makes so much sense. But then as you get further in, you're like, oh, there's so much more to explore here. And that's when that groovy adventurous track kind of kicks in. So I like the little dichotomy there. And it's interesting it. how it's swapped around to fit your experience going to each area. That's a great observation, actually, because like, I, I agree, like. I think the further you get into Chozo Ruins, like it's almost like the more the mystery you're peeling back as you read yes, more of like exactly. the Chozo lore, which is like kind of creepy. And they're like, what, what is the worm? What is what, the Chozo went where? And like, so what it, it does worm? seem fitting that you're, you know, and then, but I, and I think kind of what you said about earlier too, at the, at the start of the show is like, Fendrana is kind of like this long area. And like, it is. when, when you go to, down. when you go to the edge, it's just like, you're at the edge, it's man. Like, this is this is gonna be a trek, and like maybe they give yeah. you a little bit of like jazz to kind of get you, yeah, going, to like get you to pumped. get you all the way through. Exactly, that's the absolutely. Whereas with Chozo Ruins, you kind of they hit you with that first to give you that like spark of look at all these paths you can take. Take yeah. them. That's a great observation. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's awesome. Okay, I want to talk about expansions, and I know you're not much of an expansion guy, but there there is a ton of really fun expansions, and I and I only threw a few in here just because uh we don't want to talk about all well, of i 100 percent in metroid prime remastered twice so i am now more fit to talk about okay. expansions and whatnot because i've been going for more com higher completion these days in my metroid games i want to go back to metroid dread and 100 that i've yet to do that oh yes yes yeah. metroid dread is probably the most fun metroid game to 100 percent uh okay well okay so we talked about the the expansion in the furnace earlier with like the the power bombs and climbing up any others that uh, tickle your fancy? Um, so I mentioned earlier the Furnace um, expansion off of that Morph Ball uh, encounter, which is cool. The one that always uh, sticks out to me is, so you know in the main plaza, you obviously have the energy tank, you have the missile expansion that is off of the half pipe, but then there's two other ones. The first mm -hmm. one is the one that's in the tree. You super missile the big knot in the tree. Right, And then there's a fourth one, which is across the way on the other side of the plaza on like a little like rooftop or ledge or whatever it is. And I know you're supposed to get there by going through the magma pool training chamber uh, piston tunnel area and you use the grapple point to go across. I've never done that. I've already gotten the expansion by the time I go through those rooms because what I've always done is jumped up to the knot, yep. jumped up, turned midair. And hit the grapple and then swang across. Yeah. And then got that. And I did that. I started doing that again when I played remastered. And I'm like, yeah, that's 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 how I do it. I don't need to do it. I the actually right way. I for the first time in my life, the first time I played Metroid Prime Remastered, I was like, No, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till I have the grapple beam and, and like uh go or whatever it is you need to go through that fiery hall to get there. I was like, I'm just going to do that yeah, yeah. instead of like taking the easy way. But I completely mm -hmm. agree. I do that every single time too. And again, love that room. Cause like various stages of the game, you can come back and like, keep on getting rewarded, keep on getting something yes. for your troubles. Mm -hmm. um, I really liked the, uh, I guess it's not like an expansion per se, but we kind of, we didn't really talk about it as much, but like the wave buster is, is awesome. 
uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with our boys. I forgot their names already, but the dudes that are just crawling in your the way. Oculi or, o- or Oculus? Or... Uh, yeah, Oculi, I think. Yeah, there we go, Oculi. The so, plated puffers are my guys. I don't know. Um, no, no time for I don't that. know how you don't love puffers are a cool organism. I don't know. No. I, I really want to talk more about I, that. Maybe that's an episode I really want to do. Biology of Talon 4. Let's just do a whole. Let's do a. We need to do like a National Geographic on Metroid Prime. And we do like we capture in-game footage and then do like a voiceover like who, Nat who has Geo voice style silky enough for that, though. I don't maybe Kiwi. We could we could talk to our pal Kiwi. But... Any, any of our listeners have a, a similar a yeah. David Attenborough <laughs> type voice? Let us know. Audition and, uh, get in over, touch with us. Get, uh, get in touch with us. We'll do a Discord. special. Well, I'm not. I'm being dead ass. If you have a good narration <laughs> voice and you listen to the show and you want to be on an episode and do vo- voiceover work, we will do a Nat Geo style Metroid Geo episode on a documentary on Talon 4's biology, and maybe you could be the narrator. Hit me up. I've got a complete side story here, like nothing to do with anything, but I was okay. watching this this documentary on Netflix and I'm desperately trying to look up what it's called, but it was like a National Geographic style like show, but like about made up planets. So it showed like aliens Ooh, on those I know planets. what you're talking you about. Know, I know what, what you're talking what about. What is that yeah. show called? Uh, I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about, though. I, that, it was on, like, Animal Planet, I feel like. Yeah. I love I documentaries like those. There was a, a favorite of mine. Alien Worlds. You should okay. check that out. They, they re, It's kind of like half and half. They, like, they make up a creature, and then they kind of base its biology on, like, similar Earth creatures. It's very interesting. I was I was loving it. A similar one. I, this was one of my favorites growing up as a kid. There was a documentary that did... It, it was as if dragons really existed in history. Oh. And, like they like uncovered dragon like fossils and they talked about like, Oh, this was how like the European dragon was. It had four legs and like this dragon over here, like the arms were part of the wings and blah, blah, blah. And you know, you had like more serpentine kind of like dragon from this area. And that always fascinated me. I want to, isn't it wild to think that like dragons are like a mythical creature that like didn't really exist. Like, it feels like, you know, everything about like a dragon, like, you know, everything. And like, they 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 never existed, which is is they never existed. Um, okay. I, I, oh, by the way, that documentary was called "Dragons: A Fantasy Made Real" or "The Last Dragon." Apparently, the only last has six dragon. Point, apparently, only has six point five six point five stars on IMDb. I liked it so. This this kind of seems I like know. it might be on Tubi. I'm gonna look for that later. It might be. It Shout might out be. to Tubi. Yeah, I don't. I like the the Wave Buster. Really fun. Really awesome. Sixty missiles, which. If you're getting it when I think most of us get it is like a pretty big chunk, if not almost all of your missiles. So uh, you got to kind of be precise with those shots. So I really love that expansion. Um, One that I don't think a lot of people talk about is the expansion in the vault, which is, I think for a lot of people, it was for me, the first instance of bomb jumping in 3D like ever. So it's very, very simple puzzle. Like it's, there's three bomb locks and they're, they're in a diagonal line and you know, you can do one and then the second, and then you got to nail a bomb jump for the third. So I always remember like feeling very, very accomplished when I was able to pull Mm -hmm. that off as a kid. And even now, like I actually think the spring ball is like the most underrated metro or like item in Metroid. Like I love that puzzle really easy. It it really (laughs) does it. But like, to me, it still feels like, rewarding like even even just the same so i i really love that one yeah that room to me always just was iconic because of like the layout 
It's just a cool very, room, yeah. Very, very cool room. But yeah, that one is a, is definitely a cool expansion. I like the original when I didn't have the spring jump, but um, I'm totally cool with how it is now. And yeah, that's definitely an iconic one for me. And I think the Wave Buster is also a cool pickup because I mean, that, that area, you have the Wave Buster and then you have the um, one of the artifacts, I think, in there as well. Yeah, so yeah. So time it right, bottom. you don't go in there until you get the gravity suit. And then you just get both at the same time. You grab the Wave Buster and the Artifact, and you never have to go back there ever again because it's completely out of the way because it's through the Rune Shine and does, or Shrine it doesn't go anywhere else. So, um, yeah, I, definitely. Uh, I, I'm always cool. greedy, and I I go I go like right away to get. Uh, oh, oh, to me get the too. I I'll go back and forth. I do not care. But if you're trying to be efficient, I'm assuming that's not the way to go about it. <laughs> okay, there's one more that I want to shout out, not because I think it's great, but because I think it's like the most insane expansion in this game and it's super easy so it's located in the training chamber access so the room immediately i think it's after the training chamber i know what you're talking about yeah yeah dude because it doesn't require anything actually no it requires a morph ball i i kid you not i was looking for this for like forever i had one missile expansion left i was like where the hell is this thing i eventually i guess i was writing our own guide and i was like I gotta look at the map, and so I, I looked at the mm-hmm. map uh, on omega and I was like, "It says it's here. Where is it?" And I'm I'm power bombing, I'm X-raying, I'm doing like all this stuff. And I was like, "Where is this expansion?" And like, I I can't even tell you how hard I face palmed when I was like, "Oh my god, you, you roll it!" I completely <laughs> forgot about this, and I felt like such a goof, like just so like it, there's there's a morph ball tunnel hidden behind like a tree. Yeah. And you can't really see it with it's any other visors. Yeah. yeah, you just gotta gotta know that it's, it's there. No, yeah, yeah. Kind of like feel the wall. Like, oh, there's a passageway this way behind this bunch oh of leaves. God. I think I... it's such a good troll too because it's like a later game yeah. expansion that requires nothing, just a morph ball, and it's just like, yeah, yeah don't worry about needing a super missile or wave whatever. Like, just you just roll over and grab it. They just I, that's one of the ones where I feel like they just like threw it in at the end. Oh. <laughs> no I was, puzzle I was so embarrassed. I was like looking over. I'm like, no one's watching me, right? Like playing right now. Like I'm just gonna say I'm gonna Photoshop like half an hour off my time at the end yeah. of this game. I uh I that one I always remember because it's tied to the one I mentioned originally, the one where you can get in the plaza because yes. when you go through that access two rooms later you're back in the plaza in that position to grab that expansion and every time for me now I get the um the training chamber access one that you just described behind the tree. And then I end up back at the plaza and I look at where I already went to for the expansion. I'm like, oh, well, now I don't have to grapple over there because I already did this. So sometimes I feel like I should leave it. So I have that extra reward there when I get through train or training chamber access. But oh, I'll probably God. never do that. Yeah, it patience. was it was so horrible. I, was, I couldn't believe it when I when I finally got there. <laughs> I, was, I was so embarrassed. Um, so, yeah, a bunch of other fun expansions. But those are the ones that stuck out to me. And uh that's really that's the end of my list of, of notes and things to talk about for the Chozo ruins. I think yeah. we, I think we've done this area justice. And uh, like I said at the top of the show, like I I think that it certainly has elevated itself as an area. Elevated for me. is yeah. so good, especially it's such a good way to put it. Especially prior remastered it shows up the lighting oh. perfectly. Mm-hmm. The added like texture to like the brickwork and the the dust and the sand and the glow of like the the hives really it's such an area that like this and like phasing minds that like 
And the face of mines look drab in the original, like no question. Yeah, and they got a nice glow up. But like the Chozo ruins are like they looked good in the original, but like it's a sandy, like deserted kind of area. It's not. It's not like lush like Town Overworld or just like so like dynamic beautiful, like, like beautiful yeah. like Fenjata drifts or you know like the like just the memorize mesmerizing nature of like Magmore caverns and even that has like nice new texture for the rocks but, like Chozo ruins mm-hmm. I think is already in such a good balance of like doesn't need that like lushness and like it has its own kind of beauty and remastered really like you said elevates that the lighting looks incredible and it just like it feels like everything glows and you can feel like almost like the, the warmth and like the sun beating down on you and and yeah it, it, it's it looks amazing i love how the chosen ruins good yeah i i'm very happy with how it turned out i like that we delved a little bit into the the differences between the original and this one but i think just in general the core foundation of the chosen ruins version to version is so good we could just talk about it across the board you know yeah like a, a spectacular area i i agree like i i think a couple weeks ago, we said that the phase on mines got the best glow up, and I think it did. But like Chozo, like I thought it looked awesome before. It just looks incredible now. It looks just mm-hmm. so awesome, and yeah, just uh, you know, I like I said, like I I think for me, maybe I underestimated how much I like the Chozo runes. But going through it again in HD, just kind of taking my time, and what a what an area, just uh, absolutely breathtaking. So. Yeah, there we go. That's uh, another another mapping Metroid in the books, and uh, we're going to run out of Metroid Prime areas pretty soon. I think we only got two left. Well, what have we done? So we've done Talon. Done, we've done, done Fendrana. We just did Chozo. Chozo. So we got Phase on Mines and Magmore Caverns. And Impact Crater. Wow. Well, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> that might Impact be a stretch. Crater, bro. We yeah. can do a little mini, a little mini, a little mapping mini. That would actually Impact be a fun Crater. mapping Metroid to do like a uh, like a medley of all like the final areas and stuff like that. I guess we've kind of mm. done that before, ranking final areas. But hey, you know, it's kind of be. We can do that. We could do that. Um, um, are we on last words here, real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. I just had a couple things I wanted to mention, which I didn't mention at the top of the show. Um, but first, I just wanted to say um, thanks to Doom for joining me on the mailbag episode last week. We had a lot of fun with that, and we had a, a great stretch of Metroid Prime content. Um, I wanted to also mention that. Last February, this past month, February was our second best performing month of the show since October of 2021. We tweeted about it, but incredible. Y'all like Metroid Prime because we <laughs> popped like so many new listeners. Thank you. If you're if this is one of your first episodes listening to the show, thank you so much for joining us. Hell um, yeah. To add to a lot of new listeners, this was a lot the of best followers month yeah. for the website too. Like, yeah, by a lot. Really? So. Okay, sweet. Yeah, thank nice. You. That's we love to have y'all. It's awesome. Um, couple other things for me i've been enjoying the new uh destiny 2 expansion which i've been having a lot of fun with so i've been playing that um any valorant fans out there the vct lock-in tournament i watched that this past weekend the grand finals between fanatic and loud was absolutely fantastic that best of five i think is one of the best best of fives in valorant history um definitely check it out if you haven't and if you're not even a valorant fan you like fps games and esports i don't know if you don't even like any of that stuff check it out fanatic and loud the VCT lock-in grand finals, an absolutely f- a crazy good, exciting, awesome set. And then finally, I just received in the past couple of days my physical copy oh, of Metroid Prime Remastered. Nice. I have very received nice. it, even though I've already beaten it digitally three times before I've gotten this. 
Um, I'm happily a proud owner of Metroid Prime Remastered. I don't know if I'm going to open it. Do I do I keep it sealed or do I open this it and is... put that little card in my holder with all my other physical games? I don't know. This is the thing. I would open it because I when I collect, I'm not like much of a sealed collector. I just like to have the case. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it is cheaper. You could almost do. I... I mean, part of me feels like I could just buy another one and have one open and one that's on not open. Exactly. That's kind of like uh, I know? think I think that's what I end up doing here. It's, so, it's a cheaper uh, game. So it's a cheaper game. I bought how many copies of Dread? I mean, I gotta buy more copies of Prime Remastered. I'm a fake Prime fan. So yeah. but that's all I got. Those are my updates. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we got to do this mapping Metroid. And it was. Uh, I'm glad to have you back on the show. Yeah, yeah, and, and thank you both for for doing such an awesome job last week. I haven't had a, a chance to actually listen to the episode yet. Usually I do when I'm editing, but uh, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. Give me something to do to pass the the hours at work. So I'm I was sad that I had to miss it. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there we go. Chozo Runes, awesome area. Probably not a surprise to anybody, but we would love if you guys if you have any thoughts about the Chozo Ruins, let us know. Join our Discord. This Discord has been popping. We've had so many new people. It's been so awesome to meet all of you guys and, and get to interact a little bit more personally and, and one-on-one and just in the in the group and stuff like that. So come and join our Discord. We're uh, we're all Metroid fans, so we love talking about Metroid. So come and hang out with us. Um, and then if you really, really want to take your fandom to the next level, uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a Patreon where there's some bonus shows. Actually, we're starting a new patreon series like pretty soon that it's going to be i don't know if i want to reveal it actually yet i want to i'm going to do a big post yet but it's going to be something that's not that dissimilar from what we just talked about with shows of runes here so it's going to be fun and uh there's a ton of other different series and shows and stuff like that you can check out um so yeah all right well we are going to get out of here but thank you all for listening of course check us out over on twitter which uh hey we just hit uh 2000 followers awesome good job Jack. yes yes yeah. well not, yes team effort team effort definitely uh and and yeah definitely a team effort but uh you know a lot of love goes into that for Miran. so i'm giving you i'm giving you the pat on the back since you're here appreciate that thank uh, you at omega metroid pod at spateri 316 at dac city underscore check us out on omega metroid.com and uh you know check us out wherever you get your podcast uh, like subscribe i read all of our reviews lately a lot of five-star reviews i don't read them as much as i should but i i do see them i do appreciate them they are valued thank you to everybody that takes the time to do that uh okay that's it that's all the plug-in we're out of here we will see you guys back here next week tell that metroid fans take care Oh, my God.